Hello everyone, welcome to Mended Teacups Homemade Podcast. Uh, this is Molly and Helen here, ready to talk with you about some of our home ed experiences. So Helen, would you like to tell us, tell everybody um, where we are? Well, we're actually at Tinsfield, which is a National Trust property in uh, Somerset. It's just lovely out here, it's so calm and such a lovely space and uh, our children are somewhere else in the <laughs> off having a nice time together so it's worked out really well while we get a chance to record and um, today our title is home ed on the difficult days but um molly i mean we're experts yeah we we do a podcast we obviously know what we're doing absolutely. we don't have difficult days do we absolutely i mean can you remember the last time you had a difficult day <laughs> yes yes <laughs> And actually, we've both just been sitting here um, having a bit of a bit of a whinge about about, or more of a heart to heart, actually, not a whinge, deeper than a whinge, actually, more of a just a heart to heart, just about some of the the things that we struggle with um, with our particular combinations at the moment. So we very much uh, don't always find it easy. And it is just beautiful here at the moment. I wish you could Mm. be here with us and drinking tea and you can listen to all the bird song. It's lovely. And I think that's one of the our top tips is going to be about dealing with the difficult days, isn't it? Mm. Is finding a place where you can restore, restore yourself, restore your soul. And for both of us, this is just such a lovely place to do that, isn't it? With the fresh air and just getting out, changing, changing the scene, and doing something a bit difficult. Mm. Sorry, doing something a bit different. Yeah. No, absolutely. So with with home education, first of all, how how many years have you been home educating, Helen? Well, my oldest is twenty one and a half. So, and I kind of say, well, I've been educating him since he was born. Yes. So that's that many years. <laughs> so, so you are you are quite. I think one could say you're a bit of a veteran home educator. Yeah, but definitely, I wouldn't put myself in the expert category. Yes. <laughs> And you've been going for a few years, yeah, number years. probably twenty and a half. So, yeah. but year less than you. Yeah. So, but yeah, just so. <laughs> um, so we've probably. It's fair to say that between the two of us, we've had quite a lot of not only difficult days but difficult seasons as well. Mm, yes. So, are there kind of looking back? Are there any things that particularly you think has kept you either um, has kept you going through the difficult seasons, or what might have caused difficult seasons? I think some of the difficult times are when you are trying to kind of look at how your children tick and how it works and it doesn't fit with what you expected, I suppose. And probably it comes back to expectations a lot of the time. And I think one of the things you want to to look at when, when children are being awkward is, you know, what are your expectations and priorities and does that really match what what fits for you as a you as a mum or dad and them as a child and your family as well? different things happen at different times have you got specific thing times in mind that you can think of as well yeah I mean I I guess there's sort of some particular seasons in life which is which can be difficult which are sort of in some ways a little bit easier to cope with because you know that they're going to be difficult so you can kind of in a sense prepare a bit so you know like if you know you're going to be moving house or Mm. or there's a job change or having a new baby or adopting or fostering or you can kind of those big life changes you you kind of you kind of can plan for a certain extent yeah. um i think illness as well within within a family obviously you don't plan for that and that's not wanted or expected so those can be those can be difficult um and then i just think like you say it's then it's all the other stuff which probably counts for most of the bad days <laughs> which are just yeah where, where kids don't seem to be um responding in the way that no. we might like them to they don't seem to have read the same book yes. that we've read do they? <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> and they're not being that perfect home educated child who just wants to love to sit at your feet and listen endlessly to stories. <laughs> <laughs> Seems so idyllic, doesn't it? Yeah. Surely my children will love being on the sofa with me yes. in the storybooks, but they don't always want to be there. <laughs> no. Um, so yeah. So what? So what have you found over the years? Some of the kind of things that help on those in those difficult seasons or difficult days. Well, it's been so good having people around me, and I think that's one of the things is just to share that, have someone that you trust to share those things with that you can talk about. And it just, it's the same with any problem in life, isn't it? If you can chat it over with a friend and just know that someone else has got your back, someone else is praying for you and those things. And if it's not just sharing sharing your chat, your issues, you, the other thing about sharing is sharing time and, and learning time. And um, we've just been chatting about whether it might be easier if, some of our children meet up with other children to help them learn and will that keep them a bit more focused? Sometimes that works, sometimes that helps. It just gives an extra little, brings a little something extra to the party, doesn't it? That um, if you can, if you've got a friend who's kind of got a child at the same sort of level and you can match up to teach certain things that you want your kids to learn, sometimes they learn better with a friend on the side too. So sharing is obviously a great thing if you're able to. And I know you haven't had so many people around you for such such a long time, have you, Molly? No, no. Which is, yeah, which has certainly made it harder um, on some on some occasions. I think I think that's sort of also where my real, absolute, deep conviction that actually for us this is the right thing that we're doing. And I've just that I've just had to go so deep with that because I've very much been, I think you mentioned last the last podcast about if you say somebody whose friends are a friend whose children are at school and you say you're having a difficult time and, and you know, um, they say, well, why do you send them to school? <laughs> Have you thought about school? And I've just had that so many times and really probably for the first, you know, really up until the end of sort of primary school age for um, my older son, that was really was our situation. So, I had to just be very, very sure in myself that this was the right thing. And you know, we did have a few, a few friends around, which would be great. I could, pick, I could pick up a phone, um, but it wasn't like now. I'm very grateful um, because of each other's. We have a lot more. So even though it's not, um, I, maybe if we don't see somebody, I can still text or I can still mm. have a phone call. <laughs> um, and I just know, knowing that there's other people around who are also trying to do things, mm. and you can, I can email and say, could you please pray? Which and they do, and so that that is just wonderful. So that's mm. a really, really big thing. I think what you said there about having that deep conviction that you're on the right path. I think that's really helpful, just to remind yourself isn't it? That this is why I'm here. This is what I think is good. And I'm the, right at the bottom of my soul, I know this is good for me and my children and the family. Mm. Um, and so I'm, we're sticking with that. Mm. And the, the rest of it has to kind of work. You have to kind of work through. I suppose, and we, we talked on another podcast about having writing down your educational philosophy, which neither of us actually did. But <laughs> if you have got something that you've written down, you know, this is kind of how we see life and something you can kind of go back to and just really reassure yourself. Yeah, I'm sticking to this because this is this is right, even in spite of this difficult season or difficult day or difficult moment. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that that definitely that definitely helps a lot. What about um, what about practical tips? Have you got sort of any just practical tips that on a bad day, <laughs> a bad day, you just want to stop and start yes. again, don't you? <laughs> so rewind. rewind. <laughs> if only. Yeah. Have <laughs> oh, you seen that film about time when he goes back and tries things again? Sometimes I feel very jealous oh, of that no. film. Oh, that would, oh, wouldn't that just be lovely? <laughs> <gasps> oh, 
I think sometimes when your kids, when the children are sort of kicking off and they, yeah, they're coming against you and things, I think there's a few things as working out what's the priority at this moment. Is this an issue that's worth fighting over? Is this something that we need to park, um, put on one side for a while? Is this something I actually do need to really deal with because actually this this is an important issue? And sometimes um, we've, we've talked before about putting kind of the academics on one side while you focus on the character issues, isn't it? Because we, we know that's really key to a child's heart. But um, it, obviously that's the thing. In the moment, you're not really thinking of those bigger pictures. But if you can, it can sort of... I just think switch it up every time is uh, do something different. Okay, this is not working today. Let's stop this. Let's try something different. Let's let's have some more food. Sometimes it's a food thing. <laughs> let's get outside. Here we are at Tinsfield. Um, you know, let's do something new and different. Let's just change things for whatever it might be. Let's go in a different room of the house even or just into the garden, whatever it is. Make Make the next five minutes different from the previous five minutes. How about you? Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with all of those. And I think it sort of depends whether it's a, a kind of a, a short season or a, a sort of a, a something that's weeks or else something that actually is a harder thing, which actually we can kind of see issues within our children, within ourselves, that actually they are really not changing <laughs> over the years. So I think that changes. But um, But I think for the sort of, if we're going through difficult times, maybe for several weeks or months or something, then... Just sort of practical things, just looking at, you say, food, you know, are you getting meals regularly? And actually, if, if we're really busy, one, one of my kids really needs meals regularly. And and we have, as we said on the last podcast, we have been so busy this first half of term. And so we haven't been eating regular meals, particularly. It's been, oh, let's just have a little snack here and we'll try and, and, um, and I get bored with cooking as well. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it was so much cooking when all six of us were home at lockdown for such a long time. And now everybody's doing their own thing mm-hmm. and kind of the girls and I can kind of, I can sort of get away with crackers here and there. But actually, that's not good for them. So, um, so, so I think things like regular meals, sleep, regular sleep, you know, if they're going to bed late, which they are, girls do seem to be, they, they're growing up. So, that, but, but, you know, there's always things going on in the evening as well because of the yeah. older ones. So, um, so, so though, just those sorts of things, um, whether, you, whether your child is, I think also whether your child looking at them so is somebody who loves, um, is likes peace and calm and would like to go to, for a country walk and likes all those sorts of things or whether your child is someone who likes the volume switched up you know likes the lights and the lots of people and lots of noise and mm. and actually and if if in a sense those things aren't getting fed properly then actually that could can also leave them with a feel of disconnect and I, I tend to be someone I, I like the country walk and the calm and the meeting up with a few friends and um, and drinking latte coffee. <laughs> Whereas one of my daughters, she would, she just loves the high life. She, if we're on a, uh, um, in a fairground, which I would hate, I don't like fairgrounds at all. They're so noisy. But she would be on the roller coaster. <laughs> she would be drinking the fast espresso. She would be, if she didn't drink, because she's old enough. You know, she loves the noise and she loves people and she loves the excitement. And so actually, whereas her sister is a little bit more similar to me and gets easily overloaded and goes into meltdowns. And so we kind of have to try to find the, the balance for our older daughter to be able to get all that stimulation. Mm. Um, so, um, yeah, so it's sort of being a, a bit of when you've got several children, it's just sort of being a bit aware of, of no one can get 
you can't you can't get an environment right for everybody but just being able to to see what give them a little bit of kind of the, the type of environment mm, yes. that actually they like that feeds feeds their soul and yeah 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 i've written here as well about uh, expectations i mentioned it briefly earlier but talking about when you're finding your children are kind of coming up against something they got stuck against is it is it a won't or a can't actually if children just won't do something then there's an issue about character and um, whether how much you want to um, make your children obey you that different people have different families have different approaches to that so child obedience for parents and so on so it might might be something that you need to adjust and think about but if it's a can't then it's just a bit unfair expecting them to isn't it and you have to remember and build that in and I suppose that then connects with another idea of was thinking through about just not comparing and when you say it again and again just it's so hard but just not comparing or you know your siblings doing this at this age or your best mates doing this and she's already this age you've got we've got other you know friends who are home educating and you see other people doing amazing things and it's difficult not to go I wish my children would do or were you know were doing these things or surely they should be able to do this by now so it's just kind of taking taking that on board and think, is this an unrealistic expectation I'm putting on my children? And do I need to sort of step back from that and have a rethink? Yeah, I think that's so wise. And, and I think sometimes I can feel that my expectations are becoming lower and lower and lower because actually I'm, I'm wanting to avoid the meltdowns and the particular one of them and um, and the tantrums. And so, so therefore... I demand, that's the kind of, not that I put demand, but you know, that terminology, less and less and less, they have fewer demands on them, mm. then actually that's what they can cope with. Um, and so that, but that's difficult when you're thinking, but actually I really want this child to be able to read and write and do these things because in fact, I know that that ultimately will be good for them. Yes. And yet, but, but like you're saying, exactly, if a child really genuinely can't do that for whatever reasons, and they genuinely can't, then then we have to keep we sometimes have to keep those expectations lower. But you but you can open it up in other ways. So example for example, um one of um uh my daughters who who is very dyslexic and finds a lot of other things, she's got quite a lot of other different um educational and behavioural challenges and uh, but some friends of ours very kindly came around and said they'd help us with the garden because she's a complete mess. And um two girls that I used to be at uh, a youth club that I helped to lead so um so uh they were brilliant very kind they came out and my little daughter just so wanted to go and help them she's like I'll get my work done quick so I can go and help because she just loves being in the garden and that satisfies all her sensory input you know it's being outside there's lots of tactile stuff you know it's just fantastic and so so actually whereas other children just wouldn't like that at mm. all but she just loves it so it's also it's a, I think it's with your children if you feel that they're not they're not um really getting with the plot or seems to be <laughs> thriving in one particular area that could be because it's an area that you enjoy or that you perceive as important whereas actually God's made us all differently and it could well be that there's a, something else that your child is absolutely going to love. I think Julie Bogart um, talks about it in our reference book, I can't remember what it's called, um, but anyway, um, it's, it's lovely. She talks about you know finding the thing that your child just loves to do and then you can kind of do education around that. So um, yeah. mm. It is difficult, isn't it, making those 
working out what what is too much to demand of a child and, and what's what's too much to expect from them because like you say you want to prepare them for their future whatever their future might hold and you want them to have a certain level of knowledge and education and abilities that you've built up in these years so it's difficult to sort of come back at that and look at it you know objectively and say well okay we'll leave this on one side for a while um without thinking well that means she may she or he may never get that ability and we, it, so it's it's you have to kind of put your teeth a bit and take a deep breath and go for it, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I think you need you need nerves of steel, don't you? Yeah, I think you do. Um, I think as the children get older, you, they can be a bit more involved in those decisions about what what they're interested in, what they like, what they where they perceive themselves going. And none of my three have no, sorry, that's not true. My two older ones don't have a particular um, pattern for what they think they'd like to do in later life. And my younger one has got an idea. Um, but but even 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 without having a specific destination in mind, they can be more involved gradually in deciding on how they want to sort of move forward and what what they're interested in and what they feel will you know help them to thrive and and develop themselves in their in the way that they've been they've been designed. Mm, no, I think that's that's so true. Um, I was just thinking also about a. Again, it's so easy to say it, and we're all very bad at doing it, and probably you and I are about the worst. <laughs> but, but it is important to try to look after ourselves as well, isn't mm. it? And I know we can, I can get to a place where actually um, I'm not I'm not very I'm not very well regulated. <laughs> I can talk about the children not being very well regulated, the girls, but actually I think well actually Mum's not very well regulated at the moment. I'm normally quite calm, and I'm snapping more at the moment because of various different pressures and things. So actually, it is then being able to take time out and lowering the I think lowering the expectations on ourselves as mm. well, which is completely what you say about about comparing, isn't it? Yeah. And actually, that you know this is this is who we are, and I and I think also. Um, I think we're in a quite we're in a society which um, you have a lot of kind of goals and expectations. You like to see kind of what you've done. And yet, actually, I think sometimes our our very ministry is, in fact, in those really really difficult times. Mm. I was thinking about it with a child with additional needs, and you know, and a lot of our children it could be something um, which is very obvious, but it could it could also be a child who's got really you know, struggles just with all sorts of different things it doesn't have to be any sort of anything big and I think I can often see feel that because I'm having to put so much extra just to get the, the daily tasks done still um, that that's stopping me from doing these really important things whereas actually I think the really important thing probably is the helping the child still to tie shoelaces <laughs> and helping the child to brush the hair because she still needs help with that and helping the child to to um clear the dishwasher because she still needs help with that mm. and do, do not mean so actually yeah. i think i think you know jesus was very good wasn't he he had a huge mission but he stopped for the one all the time didn't he yeah. and i think i'm very much speaking to myself because i think i need to continually remind myself that actually maybe my primary mission my primary purpose at this time you know is actually to be helping these children where they are at the moment kind of thing yeah 
or just practical things I've got written down, read aloud. That is, mm. when you've got little younger children, if you're having a bad day and it's kind of like nothing too big and deep and serious, but it is just one of those bad days and it's raining and <laughs> everyone is crotchety. Um, I have found if I sit down on the sofa and I simply just start reading, I'm just gradually, they will come and they will start to sit. And and that that is really good. And also, if I'm tired, reading aloud is just like the best, isn't it? Because you can kind of do that reading aloud. And you can make you can make a cup of tea or some hot chocolate and get some cookies out. And Absolutely. that's a definite yeah. winner. Reading aloud. Yeah. Um, and I also think sometimes when kids are not acting quite right, they sometimes there's a counterintuitive thing that actually they need a little bit more from you. They need a bit more love shown. And sometimes that's those are the moments when you feel that they're the least lovable and you just want to kind of just go to another room and don't come near me. But actually, if you can, I've written here, surprise your children because sometimes I think when you're having bad times, you know, every, everyone's gloomy, everyone's crotchety. And actually, if you can bring in a bit of light and a bit of something surprising and, and just bombard them with love because you do love these kids even though they're getting on your nerves, whatever it is. I, you know, my children at times do frustrate me, but I just love them to bits. And so I think, sometimes I think, right, I'm going to go against what my, my inner response is to just lash out a bit. I'm going to go against that. I'm going to say, I absolutely adore you. I love you, kids. And I'm, here's some ice cream or, you know, something that just, here's a huge hug that you weren't, you weren't expecting, almost expecting a little smack around, the, you know, smack on the back of the hand or something, but actually I'm going to give you a massive hug instead. You know, really just surprise them and, okay, we're going to, mummy's going to dance in a really crazy way and you're all going to laugh at her, but yeah. <laughs> something to just, and again, I suppose that's connected with the switching out, just change the, change the mode that you're in and you know, just kind of get out of that and get out of that little, niche that you've managed to get yourself into yeah no that is so true and I think sometimes it's knowing your kids isn't it because um like for one of them uh I know doing chores is just like he just doesn't like he does he's very good and he does them but actually it's just something like so it, in fact if I ask somebody else it was I do some of his chores for him that's like oh wow thanks mum <laughs> and actually what you said about doing something we've um I have um, I do remember days when certainly when our morning started very, very, very early with very active small children. Um, but actually now in, you know, heading towards teenage years, it's the opposite and it's just very difficult to get particularly one of them out of bed in the morning, <laughs> which, and if you don't start the day off well, then, you know, it, it's yes. difficult. So, um, so, uh, so this morning, because Fridays are always our days where we don't do any academic work and it's just based on doing something fun together and, um, building relationships, I think. So, so, so if it has been difficult during the week, you know, Fridays when we kind of restore our relationships, because at the end of the day, it's about relationship at the end. And I always used to say to the kids in the youth club, you know, God's not going to ask you what you got for your maths GCSE. You know, he's going to ask you, you know, were you kind? And did you help somebody when they needed helping? And they, you know, those are the questions. Yeah. So actually, we need to restore yes. relationships. So anyway, this Friday, because we've had, we've had difficulty getting out of bed some days this week, uh, I while they were still in bed, so I have time. This is for mums with little ones. You might not be able to do this. <laughs> um, and I got a po- we normally do we do poetry tea sometimes but I thought we'd have a poetry direct breakfast so I laid all the table nicely and I decorated it all and I got the favourite little egg cups out and I boiled some eggs and I got some yoghurt and I got everything all out 
Um, and the and the older one actually came down, who's a teenager now, who doesn't like getting out of bed in the morning, bless her. And, uh, and she's like, "Oh, mum, oh, that's really nice." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we so it was actually lovely. So we sat and we read. We just had our poetry breakfast time together. Um, so yeah, so that so was good. Surprising. Yeah, that was, exactly. <laughs> that was a surprising. And then we come to see you. So actually, it's going to be a good end to the week. Fantastic. <laughs> Well, I hope that's given you all some ideas. I, it's reminded me of some of the ideas that <laughs> in the moments, in those dreadful moments, you just forget and you just, it's all a bit overwhelming. But um, hopefully we can all remind ourselves again about taking that time out, time to pray, time to share, time to think, time to reassess those priorities, switching it up and uh, changing those sort of difficult times into something a bit more positive and memory making absolutely (laughs) it's been great to share with you today and thanks for listening bye-bye